In playing basketball, if someone is trying to shoot a three-point shot, a defender may run at them to make them feel uncomfortable so they won't shoot. It's called running them off of the three. That's what the phrase judge not has become in our culture, meaning if you can't tell me I'm wrong because you aren't perfect. It seems ironclad because who's perfect, right? It comes from a verse in Matthew 7, and, but to use it in this way totally distorts what Matthew 7 is saying. First, the word judge in Matthew 7 means to pronounce final sentence on. That's what judging is. That's something that's beyond our pay grade to do. Telling someone that they are wrong is not sending them to their eternal doom. On the contrary, it implies that you think there's hope for them. Simply never noticing wrong and saying they'll never change could in a sense be committing the very sin you are trying to avoid. Do you want someone else just to write you off as hopeless? Me neither. I don't want to be judged that way. So how would that work if no one could ever tell anyone else they were wrong if they weren't perfect? The rest of Matthew 7 gives you distinct ways to evaluate situations and people for sin. Is that a joke? If you even use judge not, aren't you a hypocrite since you're trying to correct someone with that statement? That's nuts. Matthew 7 verse 5 presses the picture of removing the glaring sin, the plank, from your own eye before you try to help remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now we are never to use someone else's sin as a means to avoid our own, but verse 5 gives us clarity on this point as to the one reason for that goal. It says, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. One of the reasons that you are to keep your life as clean from sin as possible is so that you can see clearly to help your brother or sister out of their damaging behavior. The expected response after delivering the judge not phrase is to end the conversation, just giving each other permission to be wrong. But that's not what the Bible instructs us to do at all. The next time someone uses the phrase on you, be true to Matthew 7. Ask them what is the sin they are referring to in your life. If they pick their jaw up off the floor and answer you, stop right there, confess that to God, apologize to them if necessary, and correct your direction, then say thank you. Now let me help you with your sin as well. Speak the truth, but do it in love, not in arrogance or anger or revenge. If you cannot act in humility and love, there is a first plank in your eye that you should remove. Model humility and don't let them run you off the three. And if we did things that way, we'd have a better world. I'm Jim Campbell, lead pastor of Bay West Church. Until next time.